This is Indian Art History by Mash Podcast. Welcome. This is Indian Art History by Mash Podcast. I am your host Ayushi Chaurasia and this is episode 4, The Basics of the Vedic Times. Today the algorithms of the time machine have been set between 1500 to 500 BCE. We will be constantly shuttling to and fro in the expanse of the Vedic Times. Suddenly you are hit by a fresh fragrance of greenery. and a faint sound of a man's voice with birds chirping far away somewhere all this time travel has made you rather nauseous gradually you get sensitized to the fits of heat waves coming at you with uneven intensity warming you up unevenly as your eyes open to a blurry mass of green and orange your vision gets washed by the fluids of your eyes and you can see everything clearly You are lounging in the middle of a forest. In front of you are men and women sitting on the forest floor, each draped heavily in clothes, headdresses and jewelry. Your brain aligns your vision to the sound of incantations and also to the source of heat waves, and you see a fire building up inside a square altar, and right next to the fire sits a man with massive beard. He sits in a yogic position, his incantations sink with the crackling fire soon you are offered a white drink in an earthen glass curiosity takes better of you and you drink it next what comes to you you don't really remember but bits and pieces keep surfacing now and then the fire builds its way dancing inside the square altar your veins shoot up in a pool of alertness and energy as your body feels the heat in equal parts now the bearded man summons indra the god of thunder and you are brought back to reality while the cryptologists were far from decoding the indus valley script the ancient volumes written in archaic sanskrit were being interpreted profoundly when the archaeologists were exuberant and surprised at the detailed discovery of harappa and lothal and dholavira they were also really and equally fussing over the lack of artistic evidence from the post indus valley times it is just so difficult to put a definite finger on the art of the vedic gardens because not many things survived from that time we are talking about the time period of 1500 to 1000 bce when pastoral nomadic indo-aryan tribes were migrating to india in batches crossing the hindu kush mountains and iran they came from the adjoined lands of eurasia and settled in the land of saptasindhava which basically means the land of seven rivers saptasindhava corresponds to modern day afghanistan punjab in india and pakistan and the western fringes of uttar pradesh almost none of the archaeological findings tell us anything about the lifestyle of the nomadic aryans what were the people indulging it what did they make what did they build and what did they leave behind was it really nothing you know that is impossible right as a matter of fact something did survive for all these years it not only survived but still thrives as a set of long lasting 
oral traditions practiced in so many Hindu households and temples till date. It is the right-winger's weapon to arrive at reason. It is a historian's ultimate evidence to crack the code of what happened after Indus Valley civilization ended. And for me, it tells the origin of the first ever migration that led to the formation of a poignant world religion, Hinduism. It is the Vedas, a cultural and philosophical memory of a time that is carefully preserved in oral traditions passed on through generations which were later and finally written down. As discussed in the previous episode, the idea that the Indus Valley civilization was invaded by the Aryans does not hold valid anymore, for it is more likely that these nomadic tribes migrated in long and short waves and settled gradually over the time. In the later stages of development, the Aryan tribes started expanding to the Gangetic plains of Bihar. However, it is safe to say that the Aryan language gained dominance over the local languages, which were already being practiced in the Indian subcontinent. And here I am trying to put the Indus script within the ambit of local languages. The Vedas were written in Sanskrit which became the ancestor of most of the modern languages spoken today in South Asia. History has a way of contradicting itself. It is interesting that two groups of people, one from Indus Valley and the other from the Vedic times, existed almost at the same time. Where one leaves behind a set of well-planned cities, a bunch of material evidence and undeciphered script, while the other leaves behind a set of oral traditions, which still continue after all these millenniums. The Vedic literature does not at all talk about the well-planned cities and the complex fortresses of the Vedic times, but instead tell us about the origins and the concepts of Hindu philosophy, of mythical gods and goddesses, their deeds, their objects, possessions and poetry. The text of Vedas was written somewhere between 1500 to 500 BC, revealing a lot about the early Aryan settlements. They were cattle-rearing and agrarian people who lived in wood and bamboo houses made up of thatched roofs and mud floors. They did not require an image or a shrine to worship. They lit a fire inside a square altar and performed sacrifices to invoke gods of natural elements. They had a pastoral economy, which refers to an economy based on cattle rearing. They bought and sold commodities of life through the currency of cattle. This was the lifestyle of a majority of people, which did not require them to go out of their way to build concrete structures and systems to live or worship. Rather, they used whatever was available in nature freely. And this is the reason why, at large, there isn't much that has survived till date. Vedas capture the life of the early society and publish a kind of guide and principles to lead an ideal life as prescribed. Vedas means knowledge, compiled in four Vedas that came along one after the other. But it is not possible to establish precise dates for its composition. It is believed that the entire collection was completed by the end of the second millennium BCE. Vedic literature is religious, which reflects a worldview, corresponding to spiritual philosophy and social interactions of the Brahmins or the priestly class of the ancient India. 
the first to be compiled was Rig Veda. Uh, written in the earliest form of Sanskrit, it has a collection of 10 books also called mandalas or circles. These are a collections of Rik, which are hymns and mantras written in the praise of gods. Samved, which came along next, is a compilation of songs and chants that accompany fire rituals. Yajurved consists of sacrificial formulas and Atharvaved contains the guide of performing everyday rituals. These sources of knowledge or Vedas, originated in the subcontinent, were derived from the ancient Indo-Aryan culture and were passed down as oral traditions from previous generations before being written down and compiled between 1500 to 500 BCE. Now, fire rituals were extremely, extremely popular. So, fire sacrifices were the main rituals. They were referred to as yagya or yajna there were there were certain non-negotiables to conduct the yajna it needed a yajaka a brahmin priest well versed in the vedic mantras a yajman the patron who wanted to invoke the gods and a fire through which the deities communicated with the terrestrial beings there were several kinds of fire sacrifices pertaining to each god and later the performative rituals around each became more and more complex and detailed because of which there were several kinds of paraphernalia required to impress certain kinds of deities. There are certain hymns that talk about Indra defeating the dark-skinned Dasas. Now, Dasas later were regarded as slaves, but in earlier texts, they are referred to as enemies. Perhaps these enemies were the dark-skinned indigenous people of ancient India. You know, this obsession with fair skin is not new amongst Indians. It is as old as the Vedic times. There was a sensitivity to the color of skin even then and the fair-skinned Aryan society devised a system that regarded the indigenous tribes as people who can't be communicated with. This was rather based on the experiences of the Vedic society, which shaped their belief system. It is also quite possible that the Aryans did not have easy early years in the subcontinent, that it was subjected to dangers of attacks and wars with the local indigenous people. This is when the caste divide infiltrated the conscience of the society. The Rig Veda also has a hymn dedicated to Purusha, a primordial deity who is sacrificed by other gods. In this same passage, we have one of the first indications of the four castes or four Varnas. The Brahmans or priests came from Purusha's head. The Kshatriyas or the warriors or the rulers came from Purusha's arms. The Vaishyas or the commoners, which included the landowners, merchants, etc., came from Purusha's thighs. And Shudras or laborers and servants from Purusha's feet. We can call this the very early stages of incubation of the Varna system, which placed the members of society in a structural hierarchical order. Outside these four Varnas were untouchables and the outcasts. Now, the interesting thing is that etymologically, Varna actually means color, the outer appearance. Can you imagine that our Indian roots are actually very racist? Later texts like uh, Manu Smriti heavily institutionalized the Varna system in the very mind of the society. 
the clutches of which still poison our contemporary Indian scenario, which we now know as the caste system. Rigveda does not talk about caste system elaborately. Neither does it talk about purity in terms of the division of labor, but only mentions the analogy of the four parts of human body as society's ideal. There was no concept of individual ownership, which means that it is highly unlikely for Rigvedic society to be based on inequality in terms of the distribution of wealth. People could change their professions and occupations according to their needs and talents. Members of the same family practiced different crafts, trades and arts. Rig Veda mentions the education of women too, some of whom composed mantras and enjoyed the rank of a rishi. Epics and Vedas extensively talk about Swamvara, which gave women the privilege to select their own husbands. A lot of nostalgic Hindu leaders have falsely claimed that women at that time used to enjoy equal rights as men and to be frank, it's partial knowledge. Because while women enjoyed a lot of freedom in terms of movement and expression, the law of Vedas did not recognize them as equal to men, for they were required to remain under the protection and ownership of their male counterparts. And women who did not enjoy this patriarchal protection were reduced to living an immoral life or were believed to be living an immoral life within the laws of the Vedas. And they generally took profession as prostitutes and mistresses. This was about the society of the Vedic times. In our next episode, we will be focusing on the crafts professions and various practices of the Vedic times. Stay tuned with us. Thank you so much for listening.